Welcome to the Conversations with Jesus podcast. I'm Johnny Lehman, a baptized man of God who has the amazing blessings of being a husband, father, and the pastor at Divine Savior Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. This podcast is designed to bring you the self-sacrificing love of Jesus found in the Bible through 15 to 20 minute episodes that focus on relevant life issues and what God has to say about them. Check out our website, DivineSaviorChurch.com, as well as our Facebook and Instagram pages if you'd like to find out more about the incredible things that God is doing through our church family. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Easter is the greatest day ever because on this day, we get to celebrate the fact that Jesus has conquered death. And through faith in him, That means we can be fearless when we too face death because death isn't the end. Not for those who are in Jesus. It's really the beginning as we get to spend eternity with our Lord and Savior who loves us more than we will ever know. Thank you so much for jumping into this week's conversation with Jesus. I can't wait to share with you the good news of Easter. had been rocked. Everything she thought she knew was dead, buried, gone. Imagine watching your best friend, your mentor, dying before your eyes, and you couldn't do a thing to help him. All you could do was watch the shock turning you more and more numb. Without him, she had no idea what she would do. She had no idea who she was anymore. She thought back to her days as a little girl, kicking up sand as she watched the fishermen haul in the nets, how everything had changed when her darkest night came. Evil demonic voices telling her who she was, that she was worse than nothing, deserving of nothing but the most painful guilt and shame, voices calling her unlovable. But that all changed when he came. He silenced those voices picked her up by the hand, and the way he said her name gave her a new identity and reason to live. Mary. But now everything had changed. All Friday night, she couldn't sleep. She kept replaying it over and over in her mind, the sight of her Savior, her Jesus, being taken down from the cross. She'd never be able to say goodbye. Mary Magdalene felt nameless. Who was she without Jesus? What would be your purpose to live? Maybe you know all too well the pain of namelessness like Mary. Someone or something is taken away from you and you feel like you've lost part of who you are. The job you love is terminated. The person who loves you more than anyone else is slowly being stolen by cancer. The people you thought would be there for you are nowhere to be found. Where you are in life is not the place you thought you'd be at this stage. The situation you're in at work or at home is hard and challenging and maybe even feels unfixable, chaotic, crazy. You start to wonder, who am I? Why am I here? In all those situations and circumstances, death is behind it all. Death invades every relationship, every situation, your and my very identity. You long for the clarity of closure, but sometimes 
Life won't even grant that smallest of relief. After tossing and turning all night, Mary, she gathers her friends and they head out to the tomb. She wanted closure. She wanted to give one last gift of love to Jesus for all he had done for her. As the sun begins to peek through the Jerusalem skyline, their hearts go dark. The stone is rolled away, laying on the ground. The tomb is empty. Jesus is gone. Mary starts tearing up, this angry sadness, anger to the point of tears. Not only had Jesus' enemies taken his life, but now they had taken his body. She wouldn't have closure. She would be a nameless griever. Jesus was gone. Who was going to be there to stop? If those demons came back, what would she do? Fear was everywhere around her. Is that where you're at right now too? Trying to process the latest injustice and difficulty you've had to go through and you're afraid of what could happen next. You have people in your own heart telling you it's time to move on. Stop thinking about this. Move past it. Move forward. But you just can't let it go. You can't let that loss go, that fear go. You can't let that person go. You can't release that hurt. And as illogical as it sounds, you feel like you can't move past it because you feel like if you try, you'll lose who you are. You'll become nameless, identityless. And in some way, the pain that you're going through is who you are. And to lose that pain, to move past it, would be losing you. See, Mary needed to process this with her closest friends. So she runs to Peter and John, disciples who had been with Jesus like her. They all run out to the tomb. Peter and John get up there. John cautiously looks inside. Peter, in his normal fashion, <laughs> runs straight through into the tomb. And what they saw, they had never seen before. The head wrapping tightly folded up. The grave clothes have no rips or tears. And it hits. Jesus is alive. John 20 says that they believe. And so they run out of the tomb. They run back to their homes to share what they had seen with their family. And for John, that may have meant sharing this news with Jesus' mom, Mary. Who certainly would have more to ponder in her heart. But they leave Mary Magdalene alone at the tomb. They run right past her. They had found their identity, at least part of it, or their reason to live, but Mary's left behind. I'm sure you know the feeling. You scroll your social media feed, you look around the bar, you see the joys of others, further revealing the hole in your own soul. Mary starts crying, so emotionally torn up that not even the sight of an angel changes her sorrow. I can't even imagine the level of sadness she had to have had that not even two angels in white robes appearing out of nowhere before her eyes could change how she felt. They look at her and they ask, Woman, why are you crying? This is Easter. Jesus is alive. The greatest day this world has ever known. The day these angels have been waiting for. But there was no joy in it for Mary. He's gone. Then another man walks up to her. Imagine Mary crouched over on the ground, turned away from the tomb. When she tries to look past her tears, but her vision is blurry and misty, he asks the same question, Woman, why are you crying? She wipes away her tears enough to see that he's a man. 
and she experiences a brief flicker of hope, thinking he's a cemetery gardener. She asks him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you put him and I will get him. But she can tell as her question hangs in the air without a response, she won't receive her wish. As the silence lingers, her hope gone, death all around her, the gardener says one word, one name, and everything changes. You know the place where Mary was. It's something the forces of death, devil, and sin have long used to try to defeat us. They try to drag us down by thinking they can tell us who we are, that they can identify us. They load us with so much guilt and shame, telling us that we'll never find our identity and our purpose from Jesus or the Bible. They lie over and over again, telling us we have to find our identity within ourselves or from other people or our bank accounts or our followers or our emotions. They know if they can convince us that we're nameless. Nothing but a wanderer in a world quickly fading away. They want us to see life as nothing but a cycle of death. Their lying logic says as much. Death is the end of all of us. Nothing really matters in life. There's no point for your life. Death is the great equalizer. Why live if death will take everything away from you anyway? Death is the end. Death is all this life is about. But all it takes to break such a cycle, to break such temptation and trial, it's one word, one name. Your name spoken by the God who is life. Your Jesus who put death to death, who made sure you know that the grave has no hold on you anymore. Jesus looks at his hurting friend, her back turned and crying, and he says, Mary, or Mariam in Aramaic. Mary hears her name in that voice and everything comes flooding back. She turns around, she sees his grin, Rabboni, her friend was back. In a moment, the meaning of her tears changed. She experiences the purest of joys, all because he called her by name. Jesus was alive. Death couldn't hold him. Death wouldn't take him from her. Death was dead. Fear is gone. And in her arms was the God who had made her his own. She would never be nameless again. And neither will you. Your name is written on the nail-marked hands of Jesus. The very hands that were once stretched out wide, now have you written on the nail marks that remain. Jesus kept those holes. He didn't have to, the glorified body, but those holes, those marks, that was his true glory. He kept those holes so you and I can see and know with total certainty of what he's done for us and who you are. You're not nameless. You are known by the God who loves you so dearly, so personally, so fully, so completely, that Jesus thinks of you every time he looks at his hands. You're not nameless. You're everything to Jesus. When you look in the mirror and you hear thoughts like loser, ugly, failure, remember none of those are who you are in Jesus. Jesus, through the Bible, he says to you, through me, you're a winner and you're beautiful. You're a champion. You're free. All through his victory. See, Mary had thought she had no reason to live anymore, that death held all the power in her life, but Jesus has proven death's reign of terror is done. Fear is gone. You don't have to fear that you'll never be enough, 
that you're not good enough, that you'll never discover who you are. You don't have to stay awake at night wondering what tomorrow will bring. You don't have to keep living with that guilt. You don't have to shame yourself anymore. Jesus has called you by name. You're his. Life isn't nihilistic. It's Christocentric. You're not nameless. You're fearless. Because Jesus has shown you what your life is all about. You live because he lives. You love because he loved you first. You stand victorious because he does. Death isn't your end. Jesus is your never-ending beginning. Such a thought makes us want to never let Jesus go. And that's exactly where Mary was. She was holding on to Jesus like my grandma used to hold on to me. I called it the Nama vice grip maneuver. But I totally get where Mary's at. Honestly, I'm just thinking about right now as I sit in my office recording this before Easter, I'm just picturing a packed church celebrating Jesus' victory and how amazing that's going to be and how much I'm not going to want to let it go to just stay and celebrate God's grace with people that I don't deserve to know but I'm so thankful that God brought into my life. But the thing is, one day that day will come and we'll be in heaven where there be no goodbyes, we'll be gathered around Jesus and we'll never have to leave. But for now, God does have a purpose for us. And his purpose for us is much the same as it was to Mary's. This is what Jesus says to Mary. He says, don't hold on to me for I have yet, to, I have yet, not yet, I have not, there we go, I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I'm ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and to your God. It wasn't that Jesus was rejecting her hug. It was that he wanted her to experience the greatest joy ever felt. He wanted her to experience her identity as a child of God. He wants the same for you. Through Jesus, you see what identity and meaning are all about. It's all about Jesus. And you don't want to let that clarity and warmth go. You hear the word of God and you realize you have a name. There's a reason why you're here. I think it's just so amazing how Jesus calls his disciples brothers and not disciples anymore because they're a part of his resurrection family. They would rise from the dead just like him. You're a part of that resurrection family too. You're going to rise like Jesus. Death is not the end for Jesus' family. It's the beginning. Our bodies will be raised like his. But until that day, he has a purpose for you. Just like with Mary, Jesus wants you to tell the ones you love most and the people you like least that Jesus is with our Father in heaven. And why is that such incredible news? It's so incredible because of what Jesus is doing right now. As you and I are celebrating the greatest day ever, Easter Sunday, what he's doing right now, it pales. Words can't even come close to describing how neat this is. Because you remember what he said right before he went to the cross? where he talked about going back to his father and what he was going to do when he went back. He said, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. And you know the way to the place where I'm going. You aren't nameless. You know the way to heaven. 
His name is Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Your name is written in the book of life. Your name is there above your room in heaven that Jesus is getting ready for you. Because one day Jesus is going to bring you there. And he's going to give you the grand tour. And he's going to show you a home where death doesn't belong or exist. In fact, death will never invade your memory again. Because Jesus is there. Someday you'll have your one-on-one with Jesus. Can you picture it? When you'll feel like Job, your eyes will see him, yours and not another. Can you? But as neat as that sight's going to be, can you hear it? The sound of it's going to be even better. When he smiles at you and calls you by your name, you're not nameless. You belong to Jesus. And because you do, you know who you are and why you're here. Your reason to live, it's all Jesus. And death can't do a thing to change that. It seriously is such a joy to share this good news with you. Thank you so much for listening. My prayer is that you live in this Easter joy every day of your life. That when the day comes, when you start to think that there isn't a purpose for you or that you're lost, remember that Jesus has found you. That he has a plan for your life and he will lead you home. God's richest blessings, you live for him now and always. Mm -hmm.